0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Gable. And we have, uh, a guest today. Uh, one we haven't had, I just looked, since, uh, March 7th of last year. And that was one of our more memorable podcasts. Our guest, <laughs> <today>. <laughs> if you can't tell from the laugh, is Raina. Hello, Raina.
1: Hi, honey.
0: Oh boy. Um, before before we started recording, I, I basically went over what we talk about really briefly and I said, uh, you just do your thing and I'll try to make it look like I make it sound like I'm not blushing on my end, and that's pretty much <laughs> how I expect today is gonna go. <laughs> so, what why? <laughs> um, you know, and I mean, like I said, March seventh last year was the last time we were you we were on. We had a vote. On whether you should put up your uh, Sims video you had made, right? And I think the vote was something like sixty-six to two, and good. Uh, I was one of the two. So, <laughs> to the other person, thank you, thank you very much for seeing reason. Uh, it was pitying. And uh, if you look up Kylie Gable on YouTube. That is the first thing you will find.
1: Woo! You know I should make some more Kylie Gable content. Now that I, I think don't think about we it.
0: need that. I really don't.
1: <laughs> like, uh, it's so much fun for me.
0: See, this is this is why Raina is an amazing Dom. I will I will say some flattery because maybe that will save me later. Um... <laughs> It's a video game character before, you know, she, she could have said it was Barack Obama or Donald Trump or Superman, mm-hmm. but somehow she has made it very humiliating for me. <laughs> when I keep looking at it, go, this should not be embarrassing. And then I'm hearing her voice go, you work a girl and I am embarrassed. So <laughs> I have no idea how. It's
1: so funny, because I've put so many other people that I know in my game, and they all love it. They all ask about their characters, what they're up to, what they're doing, and all of that stuff. But you, you just can't handle it, lady. I don't know why.
0: How many of those other people have houses with dungeons in them?
1: Well, your house doesn't have a dungeon yet. I'm actually thinking that I'm going to have your character move in with my character and then I'm going to make a dungeon.
0: See, that that might be the difference right there. <laughs> might be the difference.
1: Well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, one of my friends who's married, I put her and her husband in my game. And just for the fun of it, because it's like a, a weird thing that the game can do, you can have a baby with Santa Claus. So it just happened that I was playing their game during Christmas, and Santa Claus pops up at their house, so I was like, "Why not? But they think it's hilarious.
0: Wow <laughs> I don't okay. know why I don't know why that just makes me think of like an eleven year old <laughs> with a really big belly and a full white beard looking at his dad going, "You know he doesn't quite look like me." uh I don't know why <laughs> but um <laughs> so it's not like I really need a reason um but the oh, the reason that uh Raina is on is because the audio she recorded this week is actually from a story we both wrote together yay uh called uh Kylie visits uh Queen Reina in Las Vegas. I Such
1: so. a lame title by it way. really
0: is. I'm up two minds on titles, and this one isn't like a title that works for either either way. Because okay. I had a lot of very esoteric titles. And, you know, I would name books the way that, you know, a normal author of any genre names books. And then I recently realized that the algorithms that Amazon uses, it really gives you an advantage if you mention your kink in the title. So that's why my titles now are like, it takes place in an office, let's call it feminization in the office. Uh, it takes place, you know, at a church, let's call it sissy in the church, you know, just because.
1: I'm just going to say that I am target. so upset by this title. Like, if I would have known before you published it, we would have had a serious conversation, young lady.
0: Ooh, I'm kind of glad you didn't know. But I... <laughs> <laughs> that's what would all you right. Want... I'll just handle right, so, it later. So that's the name of the book, okay? We don't necessarily have to give the audio the same title. Okay. What would you want to call this audio?
1: I don't know. Let's brainstorm later.
0: Okay. I'm kind of going for a really, really macho guy visits Las Vegas and meets a strange but interesting woman.
1: Mm. You know, I'm not really here for that because, babe, you are far from macho. Um, if anything, it could be Kylie's wet dream about Reyna's first time. <laughs>
0: Wow, uh, no.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay. Hold on. Let's talk about this.
0: Oh, okay.
1: There are so many male pronouns in this story. I tweeted about this last night. You did. It was quite difficult for me. There were some times where, like, I just couldn't do it because I knew I was talking about you. And I'm like, she's not a he what it's not his it's hers so there were a few times where i had to stop and re-record and edit because those words just could not come out of my mouth
0: don't, don't mispronoun me please um the the one the one thing that that i will say is pronouns are really really tough to do in these types of stories because and that's even taking me out of it If it's a story that starts out with a guy and then he gets feminized and then he's presented as a woman, it's very odd to have a character's pronouns change in the middle of a story.
1: Yeah, we've discussed that before. So it's really not like it's that big of a deal. It's just funny to give you shit about it because I I don't think I've ever called you male pronouns.
0: No, I don't think so either. Probably when I first called.
1: Doubt it. Probably. Doubt Uh, it. (laughs)
0: Uh oh. But yeah, so, so, yeah, that's always an issue on on, on these things. Um, but you have, yeah, you, you did successfully give me, give me plenty of shit about, about that particular thing. Um, but all. Oh, yes?
1: Um, can we talk about, like, how very little humiliation there is in this story? Uh,
0: we're, we're, we're trying to sell it. Uh, I uh... mean, don't
1: get me wrong. I do some things. But <laughs> there could have been some more things. I mean, I only threatened to spank you. You were under very good behavior in this
0: story. I was going to say, now we, we did this... Um right, I'll give we, I'll, you know, everybody that I write with, we we do it different ways. The way that that Rayna and I did this, we did the synopsis, and we did the synopsis like I want to say April. It was a while ago that we we did the synopsis.
1: You mean like and, a year and, ago?
0: You know, and then we went back and forth. And I do have to admit, when I was um <clears throat> sorry, when I was um reading it and and writing it and. I did think, well, this is not that femdom really. Um and then you edited what I wrote and it's like, ah, okay, that's where the femdom part is. <laughs> <So. clears throat> um, but yeah, it, it did it did uh start out with the synopsis. I'm like, yeah, it's a little that's, you know, it's feminization, but it's you know but yeah. You know, and I my character was on pretty good behavior, I admit. Um but there's there's a good amount of humiliation, and I think the ending is one of the more humiliating endings we've had.
1: <laughs> um, Are we going to continue the story? Because that ending kind of leaves some to be desired for me. Really? Yeah.
0: Again, I, I remind you, we are selling this particular story. Uh, I
1: know, we are, and I love this story. But I'm saying, with that ending, I could make another story.
0: All right. I would very much enjoy doing another story with you. I definitely would. Um, Possibly as a sequel. Possibly going the other direction with it.
1: What other direction?
0: Calm, calm. We'll, be... <laughs> we'll use our inside voices here. Um, instead of instead of doing Kylie visits Raina in Las Vegas, we could do Raina visits Kylie in Chicago as the sequel.
1: We can brainstorm
0: that. I'm just saying, it's an idea. Um, I do know it'll be a little bit. So I don't want to start doing it right away because I know it will be a little bit. I have two series that I'm, you know, plugging out there. And then May, I try to cut back. Oh,
1: my gosh. What? We could do that. And we could. Oh, my gosh. We could base it around the time of Exotica and I could get you to go to the convention. And oh, my gosh, those naughty light switches that you love so much. Hopefully that vendor is there. But then all of those beautiful outfits that I sent you remember <gasps> Kylie, oh my gosh this is gonna be amazing but, uh, yeah
0: there's no way I'm going near <laughs> that <convention>. <laughs> <laughs> and you know quick and dirty media you know you, you know he, 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 he and you can, can explore it to your heart's content but uh, yeah I will I will not be there um, so one thing about about Reina, I should mention, is um, she really does have an ability of bothering me in my dreams as well. <laughs> and she sent a bunch of pictures from this Exotica convention in Chicago last year that she went to. And it was like last seconds for the moment. Uh, I remember their outfits, but the the thing, you know, some some sex toys and stuff, but the thing that for some reason just wound up appearing in a dream were basically penis light switch covers. So instead of just hitting the light switch, and and I don't have those types of light switches in my house, I might add. you can um, make that happen. It would you know, it was it was a penis, and I don't know why, but I, I had a dream about that very shortly afterwards, you know. I've talked, and I've talked plenty of times about my college dorm room and apartment that were, you know, feminized. That's one thing we never had, and that would definitely have been a, an extra, you know. I could kind of see it being a situation with me and my roommate going, I'm not going to turn off the light. You got to turn off the light. I'm not going to turn off the light. So, um, yeah, was for... I'll
1: make you do it with your tongue.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are so wicked. So wicked. So much fun. Oh man. So yeah, we we can definitely talk about doing a story. Uh, you know, going forward, this particular one as the wonderful title, now even I don't like the title, as the title tells you, <laughs> is, uh, me, uh, visiting, uh, Raina in Vegas and, um, it's different collaborating with you and it really is, uh, in very, well, okay, so, you know, I've collaborated with let's see, who have I collaborated with? Claudia, Mindy, um Missy, DJ, um, I know I'm forgetting some people. But oh, no, I've never collaborated with Shayla, but there definitely are plans to do that.
1: Oh am
0: right. uh, I actually wanna put all every uh, you know the stories by, by all of you into one collection at some point. Um and so, um, most are are looking at things like those weird sentences that sometimes I write, you know. And you found those like, uh, when I show up at the airport, I immediately leave the airport, and then I go Mm -hmm. to meet Raina in the airport. So it like really made no sense. So you found things like that, but there's just like, there is a scene where I wind up performing at a drag show. Oh my god! Yay! It was just like, oh no, that's not humiliating enough. Oh, oh no, that's way too butch. We need something girlier, and it's just like, I'm going through every, and because I I don't want to like do like the overdone, you know, overdone drag characters. I don't, you know, and I, but like everything, I'm like, and then we finally found one that I think worked for both of us. Um, did
1: it really work for you though? I think you were still giving me a little pushback.
0: (laughs) You know what? That's where, that's kind of where the separation between the writer writing about a character named Kylie and the person actually kind of, you know, are kind of different because as a writer, I thought, okay, that, that actually works really well. For me personally, I'm like, oh gosh, you better never get to get her hands on me.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to happen.
0: Oh man. Because that was that I think that part is pretty good. Um and so there were just a lot of different little things where like when when we first wrote it, it's like, you know, I would say something and you know, I'd write something and I would write her response because I was writing that section and it would be something like, what did you just say? And I, and my character would, uh, you know, oh, sorry. And when it came back, it went from what did you just say to really freaking putting that character in their place.
1: Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, you know, so even like, even with the character, it's like, yeah, you know, he, you know, he's just melting and wanting to like just go hide under something, you know.
1: <laughs> I had to actually go back and re edit and re record a couple of spaces in it because when I'm supposed to be getting mad or angry with you. You know, I had to put some bass in my voice and I was almost blowing the speakers out. And um,
0: why would you ever get mad at me?
1: Because you were being a brat and there were certain things that you weren't doing. And so I had to, like, I believe I had to yell at you for not putting the chastity device on. And I almost had to. No, I had to twist your arm while we were in the shop before you got your makeover. So there were, oh, and there was one time where you told me that I better not post the pictures in the story. So when I I replied to that, I said, are you asking me or are you effing telling me or something like that? I don't remember the exact words, but when I said that, you know, I was snapping at you so I had to say it a little bit louder versus just my normal reading voice.
0: Well, I just don't know how you can put more more bass in your voice.
1: <laughs> it's quite possible, my dear. You should hear me when I first wake up in the morning.
0: <laughs> well, one of the things I was just talking about someone, with someone about this today. One of the things you know from knowing you know people who who take calls on Nine Flirt is um, any woman who has a deep voice who takes calls, immediately people think, ah, it's a guy. Mm -hmm. And if they don't think, ah, it's a guy, they think you are whatever other woman they just called who also has a deep voice, even if they sound nothing at all alike. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it's just like, I mean, I find your voice extremely sexy. And Uh what I
1: tell me more.
0: (laughs) And I think everybody, you know, when when I've read, like, you know, what do the listeners think, the thing they say about your voice, which I totally agree with, is you have a really awesome laugh.
1: Oh, I love it. It cracks me up because so many sissies are like, your laugh is terrifying. And I'm like, this is my everyday laugh. So does everyone who (laughs) hears my laugh, ever think it's
0: terrifying your laugh is terrifying it, it, <laughs> you, but it works for my stories okay it's like I mean you are a good enough dom to know that doming is not just sitting there yelling at somebody
1: oh no I'm definitely not that type of dom yeah
0: and the fact that you can show so much dominance with just a little giggle instead of raising (laughs) your voice and blowing out your speakers. I think that's very important for my stories because my stories generally don't have doms who are spending all their time yelling because usually if you're yelling, it's because the sissy isn't listening to you in the first place. So, you know, how good are you?
1: Yeah, but so many sissies or submissives, period, think that that's what domination is all about, you know? And, I've actually kind of described myself as a pajama dom because fuck you and your, uh, can I say that? F you and your uh, fantasy. I'm going to put an
0: explicit tag on this, but yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. But I'm not going to be uncomfortable in leather because that's your fetish while, while we're doing a scene. You know what I mean? And actually, I think I'm, not so much of a top when it comes to it because I don't want to be here working my tail off, <laughs> <laughs> doing everything that a sub thinks is proper. So I'm oh. I'm I'm more here for the laid back, relaxed, give me what I want type of thing.
0: <laughs> See, this is okay. A little bragging, my. Right I, I wouldn't even call this bragging. One of the great things that I look at with doing the whole candy apple press thing and having several women who record for me, who all are wonderful and all are different. Um, DJ, I consider her like a yoga pants, Dom. It's not much different. Okay. If it's comfortable, that's what she's wearing. Um. Shayla is, is definitely the one who will, will, will be wearing the, the, the really fancy lingerie to do this. Mm. And you know, Jen is is more of the strict uh you know, the strict matriarchal kind of dressing, although okay. uh matriarchal sounds way older than she is, but kind of like, you know, if you're looking for the, the Dommy Mommy type or the strict school teacher type, that's that's the Jen. And it's just like you all bring something different, which makes, you know, I'll do a story and not only will I have a story finished, ready for an audio, I'll go, oh, my gosh, you know, so-and-so would be so good at that particular story, you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I would say, but on the other hand, um, we have looked at uh, your uh, your closet together.
1: We have.
0: Which I have a feeling you're basically planning as future address for me. Um, but the, uh, your closet has, uh, you, you definitely have a girly girl side to you. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know. um, I mean,
1: I love long, flowy dresses when I go out. I have like, a whole little section in my closet of fake flowers so I can put flowers in my hair that matches my outfit. So I love dressing up and being girly, but I also love being in control.
0: Yeah. So this is, like I said, everybody brings something different, but the thing about Raina that I, that I always feel about is, A, I could totally see her like in the scene, in the, in the story. Twisting my arm behind my back to get me to do something. That was fun. Without a doubt.
1: That was fun.
0: She can be extremely terrifying, but, you know, there's kind of like the really strict side, strict down, you know, what you think about, and then there's like the You know, for sissies, there's also, like, the, you know, the really girly girl who, you know, knows all the little tricks with makeup and everything to make you look your best. And you're kind of in both camps.
1: (laughs) I like to think I'm well-rounded.
0: You know. So you even, and we've mentioned this before, but you you, you even have uh, taken bondage classes. So I have. uh, You know. So yeah, you're, you're very well rounded as, as Dom's go.
1: I like to think so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, uh, I think this turned out, the story turned out really well. And I am really, really definitely open to doing another one. And like I said before, I really would love to put together some of the Dom stories because I write very much from my own point of view. Even when I write stories that are a thousand miles away from my experience, they're usually things in my emotions, my feelings, that I can put myself in that that place. Um, but when it comes to reading from a dom's point of view, there's no better way to to, to read what's going on in a dom's head than reading a story that's actually written. By a Dom And like I said before, you all bring something different. So your stories are all going to be very different from each other, too.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, over the time that it took us to get this story together, I will say that you did a very good job of asking different questions about different things, you know. And so even when it came to the club, you, were, you said something about you didn't know how to describe it or whatever. So... I just put together a description for you and then you went from there. Um, And then I don't know exactly which story it is that you're working on right now. But when you asked me about um, going to Michael's for the upholstery padding for the hip pads, you Mm. know, and you've been very good about asking questions when you don't know the answers. So I think that also comes through in your stories
0: as well. Mm Thank you. You know. are welcome. One of the things that was, you know, I'm not, I don't want to rehash, you know, my experiences, but one of the things in my past that was a little confusing was, it, you know, I, I had a really cool forced feminization experience, but it wasn't your typical, um negotiated, you know, safe, sane, consensual thing. It was more of a play <laughs> thing than a ball, and so. For me, the biggest thing was like, okay, what, after college was like, what, what the hell was that that I just went through? And I wanted to know what they were thinking, why they picked me, all these questions, and we'd all gone our separate ways. And so it was kind of like, I was fascinated with talking to dominant women. I ran up quite a, you know, phone sex bill in the beginning, which is why I became a writer in the first place, because I just wanted to ask people, like, okay, so why 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 do you enjoy doing this? What what, what do you like get out of it? What you know, and all these questions that I really should have just asked the people who, you know in college, but it just wasn't possible from either of our perspectives. So I, I have just to have a ton of questions.
1: I have to tell you, your college story blows my mind, and not just mine, but everyone who I tell. <laughs> So (laughs) I tell your story quite often (laughs) because sometimes I have to push plans back or change plans, either because I'm working on a story or something. And so, um, you know, sometimes for the first time when I tell people, oh, hey, I've got to work on this story or whatever, they're like, oh, what's, what's the story for? What's it about? And then I have to tell. <laughs> now, <laughs> to see the look on some people's faces when I explain your history and how you got to where you are is just amazing. And I like, a
0: long, strange trip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I, For a long time, and I don't consider myself this any any, anymore. I considered myself the most um, experienced novice in the whole BDSM world because I had done things that were extremely advanced. Mm -hmm. That women who had been domming for twenty years were like, "Wow, that's brilliant!" Those girls were so wicked. I love them. And on the other hand, like simple basic etiquette of of BDSM like, yeah, I don't have a clue. Um, <laughs> you know. Um you know, I always say and it's you know it's funny only because it didn't happen, it would have, you know, ruined all our lives. They they almost killed me one time.
1: I don't remember this story. We're gonna have to talk about this later.
0: Yeah, I, I leave this I'll just the real quick thirty second version is they tied me up and gagged me after we were all drinking a whole bottle of Southern Comfort. And then they left me there.
1: Oh yeah. Tell me the story later. Yeah, if I had
0: thrown up, that would have really been bad. So yeah. um but just they weren't thinking about that sort of thing and neither were I was I. And I, I, I think I told you this too. I used to get really, really jealous of boyfriends.
1: No, I don't remember that.
0: I got I used to get really jealous of boyfriends and I couldn't figure out why. And then it suddenly occurred to me. It wasn't that I was, like, jealous that they had a relationship or anything. It was that, like, the way that I kind of, like, when this started I made it make sense to me so and make myself feel good about it is, well, the reason they feminized me is because they, they don't like men. <laughs> you know? Oh, and, and so when I would then see them with another guy, and I'm going, well, why, why aren't they putting lipstick on it? Why aren't they painting his nails? And it was like... So, yeah, he I'm, was I'm, the
1: manly man you wanted to be. <laughs> uh,
0: so obviously, over time, my my perspective changed quite a bit. But in the beginning, yeah, I would get really jealous. So.
1: So wait, would you say that you were kind of cuckolded?
0: Okay. Cuckolds. Are kind of pathetic, I guess, is part of, part of how I would put the, the fetish. No, but, yeah.
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying just for the fact that you were a guy who had all of their attention, but sometimes they would have boyfriends and I... you were forced <laughs> to be there. And although you weren't like their boyfriend or their husband or anything, you were kind of put in a cuckold position almost
0: i would actually say that i was somewhere below a cuckold position because it wasn't like i even got to claim them as like girlfriend or wife you know <laughs>
1: that's why i said kind of my dear
0: kind of yeah i like sort of not i would have i guess i would say at some point i probably was aspiring to be a <laughs> you know Um, I mean,
1: but you had a crush on a few of those ladies, right?
0: I did. And I had a relationship with one of them that lasted a very short period of time um, where basically what happened was she was inappropriately trying to dom me in all aspects of my life. And I was trying to use the relationship to get out of stuff. <gasps> it's a manipulative
1: yeah. little sissy,
0: we were both manipulating each other. It was just yeah, it was not gonna work out, but uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> oh my goodness,
0: but no, I definitely had crushes, I definitely did um it was kind of funny because all right, the first time I ever met Amanda was on the plane going to England and She was wearing like a jumper that her mom had made her, and she just looked so like I don't know what, but I mean, yeah, she looked really nerdy and really out of out of place and everything. And then, like, by the time she was in college, it was like, oh wow, you know, it's like somehow this these few uh, months have been very good. Um, so I, got, I, had, I I guess I had a crush on two of them, and one of them is the one I'm still in touch with, Deanna. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely did. Although I would never admit it.
1: Uh, you just did.
0: Yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> but,
1: and speaking of Deanna, have we heard anything about future Halloween costumes?
0: I. Don't know, and the only thing I can say is I feel like I've gotten the worst of them behind me now. Um I I push yearly for Brave yeah. because that's like a floor length, formless, you know, green dress, which Well, I mean, I'm just
1: gonna put it out there. If Deanna is listening, Tinkerbell. Sounds amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they're done that one. So... I would
1: love to do it again. More pictures.
0: <laughs> more, right. more, more. All right. So we are over the half hour mark. We're actually almost at the 40 minute mark. So mm-hmm. it's probably a good time to to, uh, to be moving on. If you are on the premium or you're on the free podcast, you get the whole interview. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it enough that you've enjoyed my discomfort and have not fast forwarded (laughs) through it. Um, I'm going to do it. We'll do a little brief break on the pre on the free one and go right into the next audio on both of them. Um, and the only difference is the, the premium one. I think the audio is probably my guess would be probably, I haven't heard it yet is probably about 42 minutes, 40 minutes.
1: Um, it might be around 40, 45, I think. Yeah, that's just editing it. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no, that's fine. That's what I'm guessing, though. So, you're probably getting about half of that on the um freebie, and you'll get the whole thing on the premium. So, I hope whichever one you're listening to, you're enjoying it. And thanks for your support. And Bye. thank you. Thank you for visiting, Raina.
1: Of course. Anytime, my dear.
0: <laughs> of course. Thank you. All right. So, it's and this might get a new title. If it does, we will we will announce it by the end of the podcast, and it will be up with a different name when it's posted. But it's visiting Queen Raina in Las Vegas. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> Sin City Sissy, visiting Queen Reina in Las Vegas, by Kylie Gable, and Raina means queen and narrated by me, Raina Means Queen. He nervously strapped himself into the narrow seat of the plane, clutching the armrest as the pilot began to make announcements and the engines roared to life. The plane made a slow ascension away from the chill of Chicago and the familiar sights of the streets below. Part of him wanted to stay in the safety of the city but he was drawn by the allure of Las Vegas and his queen, Raina. He could feel his anxiety mounting as he imagined the things that awaited him there. His heart pounded as he imagined her standing in the airport, watching him with a mischievous grin and knowing smirk. He wondered what she would have in store for him and if he would be able to handle it. As the plane flew over the vast expanse of desert that would soon be his destination, he stared out the window. It was oddly comforting to watch the small figures of other travelers below, laughing and carefree, completely oblivious to the worries that plagued him. He felt peace wash over him as the plane descended over the lights of Las Vegas and the unknown future that awaited him there. The plane touched down in Las Vegas with a shudder and a screech of the brakes. He nervously unbuckled his seatbelt and exited the plane, his heart racing with anticipation and fear. He made his way to the carousel, peering around to see if Rena was there waiting for him. It was a silly thought. The way the airport was laid out, you were supposed to pick up your luggage and then meet your friends. He would have tried to fit everything in his carry-on, but there were too many things that Raina insisted on. He anxiously ran his hands through his hair, wondering just what Raina had in store for him. (laughs) He knew she would want to feminize him, and he was certain she would make him wear lingerie, or maybe even a dress. He imagined her tying him up with rope or using leather straps to secure him in place. He squirmed self-consciously at the thought of what the TSA agents had made him take out of his bag and expose, knowing what delight Reyna would take when he told her of the additional humiliation. (laughs) Suddenly his bag appeared and he grabbed it with luggage in hand He was ready to meet her. His heart raced as he thought to himself, what will she do to me? He only had to trust that Raina would take him on a journey that he could handle. He picked up his luggage from the carousel. He was relieved to find both of his bags had made it because he shuddered to think what Raina would do to him if he was stuck in Las Vegas with her and no clothes of his own. As he towed the two nondescript black bags behind him, he wondered what people would say if they knew what was inside. As he approached the section of the airport that was open to non-travelers, he could see her in the distance, and she was beautiful. This didn't take him by surprise, as he knew what she looked like. Her breasts were amazing. (laughs) Her eyes sparkled, even in the distance and her flowing hair was silky and luxurious. The long green dress she wore hugged her body like a cloud. As he got closer, he could see that she was holding a single white rose. Though most of the pictures she had seen of Kylie were of him nearly 20 years ago and dialed up in feminine attire, she had seen a picture of him before and she thought she recognized him. There weren't too many five foot seven men who weighed less than 150 pounds on the 4 p.m. arrival from Chicago. Seeing a broad smile cross his face, convinced her she had the right man. Raina smiled back, her eyes twinkling with a gleam of happiness. In her hands, she held a single white rose which she handed over to Kylie. I thought this might be a nice way to welcome you to my city, she said, a coy smile playing on her lips. Kylie took the rose from her, touched by her thoughtfulness, though he had never had a woman give him flowers before. It was only after he took a look at it that he realized there was a chastity key attached. So it's like that, he said. Every rose has its thorns, said Raina. Yeah, but yours really sting, replied Kylie. I'm going to have so much fun with you, she laughed, cleared her throat, throat) and corrected herself. I mean, we. We're going to have so much fun. I like fun, but I was thinking. I've got an amazing hotel room, and I'm a bit tired from the flight. What do you say we order room service and then go down and gamble? Maybe watch a show, said Kylie, not sounding the least bit convinced. You didn't come all this way to play tourist. My car isn't too far away. Let's get out of here, she smirked at him knowingly and continued. The fun is just beginning. Kylie nervously stepped out of the terminal building and looked around. Reyna was a Las Vegas native and knew where she was going. But that didn't put his mind at ease. Even as her heels clicked on the parking lot, he knew this was going to be an experience He'd never forget. He just wasn't sure how to react. She led him to a black car parked just outside the building. He stepped in, feeling like he was in a dream. She opened the door, her face expressionless, but her eyes playful. Ready? She asked. "'As I'm going to be,' he said, entering the passenger side. As she adjusted the rear-view mirror, Kylie realized the car doors were locked automatically when he got in. He looked over at her, feeling vulnerable and a bit scared. She smirked at him knowingly and said, "'The fun is just beginning. "'But first, we have an appointment, my dear.' And by we, I mean you. Kylie gulped, a chill running through his body. Kylie was completely bewildered, not understanding what she meant by her statement. She drove in silence as he started to worry. Thoughts raced through his mind, and he wondered what fate had in store for him. He was sure Raina would enjoy this. But would he? The car came to a stop in a shopping plaza and Raina stepped out, motioning for him to follow her. Kylie nervously stepped out of the car and asked, Where are we going? What kind of appointment? Raina smiled and said, You'll see soon enough. She motioned for him to follow her and Kylie reluctantly followed still not knowing what was going to happen. They arrived at the entrance to what seemed like a sex shop and Raina stopped and looked at him, her eyes twinkling mischievously. This is where your appointment is, she said. You have a lot to learn about submission and I'm here to teach you everything. This is going too far, objected Kylie realizing just what this building is, but Raina just ignored him. Oh, look, they even offer male anal waxing, and it's only 30 bucks. How can we pass that up, asks Raina as she holds the door open for Kylie. As soon as they enter, shop owner Bella St. James appears. And apparently having heard the last part of their conversation announces, No need to pass it up, darling. It's included in your fabulous La Feminization session. Kylie was completely taken aback. He was in over his head and had no idea what he was getting himself into. He was scared and nervous, but also excited. If he was ever going to learn submission, Raina was the perfect teacher. He stood there looking into her eyes and he could feel himself being drawn in. She was strong and powerful and had the answers he was longing for. Even though he didn't know what was ahead, it just felt like he was too far gone to turn around now. For the first time, he noticed Bella. Bella St. James was an absolutely stunning drag queen. She was striking six foot one with a slim build and curves in all the right places. Her hair was long and light blonde, which... She was wearing in ringlets and curls. She had striking blue eyes and perfect porcelain skin. She was polished and though her heavy makeup and teal evening gown would have been very out of place at 5 p.m. most anywhere else in the world, it all seemed to fit Las Vegas perfectly. With five inch heels on, she stood 10 inches taller than Kylie and Raina. Raina, it's been too long since we last saw each other, she exclaimed. No kidding, and luckily today we have plenty of time to catch up while we whip this sissy into shape, Raina replied. Pun intended, asked Bella as she picked up a red leather whip from a nearby shelf. The two friends kissed each other on the cheeks before turning to Kylie. And you must be Kylie, the one Raina told me about, Bella asked. Kylie nodded shyly and said, yes, I am. Bella smiled and said, well, all right, let's get you the perfect drag queen look, shall we? The two friends immediately began discussing how to make Kylie look fabulous in drag as if he wasn't even there. They laughed, talked, and discussed outfits and accessories until they had settled on the perfect look. Just what am I in for, asked Kylie, nervously. <laughs> this one doesn't look too happy. Are you going to need to tie him to my chair, asked Bella. Am I, repeated Reyna. No, said Kylie. Hey, gorgeous, gushed Bella. Raina's booked you a four-hour session with us at the boutique. We are absolutely honored to have you here, Kylie. You're definitely a great candidate for feminization, and we can't wait to show off your true beauty. We'll get you taken care of with hair removal, whether you'd prefer waxing or shaving. Oh! I see Raina specified waxing. (laughs) Then we'll give you a full makeover using the products that you can keep and also include a wig for you to bring home. We'll also provide you with two boxes of lingerie and capture some amazing pictures and videos for you to keep too. Come on, and let's have some fun. I... Didn't ask for any of this stuff. If you want me to wear a dress and makeup, even a wig, that's okay. But this is way too much, protested Kylie. You didn't have to ask, Princess. And because Bella and I go way back, we also have a surprise for you. Her boutique hosts a drag night, and as a favor to me, she is going to let you be a special guest tonight said Raina. No, absolutely not, resisted Kylie. Raina sighed and crossed her arms. Kylie, are you seriously trying to tell me no? You will fucking do it or else? Or else what? asked Kylie nervously. I'm sure I have any implements you would need, Raina, offered Bella. I don't think that will be necessary, said Raina, advancing on Kylie and painfully twisting his right arm up his back. He winced in pain, but bit his tongue. He looked around the store in awe and confusion at all the breast forms and assorted products to help a man do drag. He wanted to explore to understand more about the process, but felt too embarrassed to ask. I'll dress up in my hotel room if you want, but not here. It's too much. He said. Raina shook her head, putting even more pressure on his arm. No way. You've already done more than that. Okay. Fine, I'll do it, cried Kylie through the pain. Satisfied, Raina let him go and instead took his arm in hers and started to walk him around the shop, explaining the different products and describing their uses. She pointed out the different types of bras, breast forms and padding and how they worked together. Kylie picked up a large double E breast form and just shook his head in disbelief. Not to worry, said Reyna. I had Bella order a special chest form just for you. Bella and Reyna laughed as Kylie grew a deeper shade of red. It should fit her well when she's used to it, said Bella. Come over here and we'll put it on you. Kylie was too embarrassed to say no, so he followed Bella as she walked to the changing area. As she led him inside, he saw a full-length mirror lined with bright lights. Bella helped Kylie put on the breast form to create a perfect 38C bust and adjusted it until it fit Kylie properly. Kylie was still very uncomfortable with a very realistic breast. He felt embarrassed and exposed, knowing he had no choice. He forced himself to stay in the store and endure whatever Raina had planned for him. Raina, however, had other ideas. (laughs) She had him do a few jumping jacks just to make the breast jiggle and bounce around a bit. He blushed and felt embarrassed, but... He did it anyway. Raina then put Kylie through a few more exercises, including shimmying from side to side to make sure the breast firmly stayed in place. Kylie felt like a fool and wanted to crawl under a rock, but Raina kept reassuring him that this was a necessary part of the process. Bella had carefully taken care to use foundation to blend the form in completely with Kylie's chest. As Kylie looked at himself in the mirror, he noticed that Raina had picked up her phone and was taking pictures of him. He was suddenly taken aback and felt exposed as he realized exactly what she was doing. His cheeks flushed and he stared at her with a mix of surprise and confusion. What are you doing, he asked, his voice barely more than a whisper. Raina smiled and explained that she was taking a picture of him wearing the breast form for future use, just to keep him in line. She wanted to have something to remind him of her expectations for him, if he ever considered straying from them. Kylie felt a mix of emotions. He was hurt, embarrassed and exposed but at the same time he felt a strange excitement he trusted reina and knew that she would never show the pictures to anyone else if he did as he was told he realized that this was a unique way of keeping him in line and it filled him with trepidation but it was also strangely exciting You can't show those pictures to anybody, warned Kylie. Are you asking me or telling me, snapped Raina. Kylie lowered his gaze and barely squeaked out. I'm pleading, Queen. (laughs) Don't worry, Raina replied, her gaze full of amusement. They're just for me as long as you do what I say. In fact... I think it's time we take care of that little matter of chastity. Seriously, asked Kylie. You saw the key, said Raina. Beg me for it. Beg you for it? You heard me. I want you to beg me to put you into chastity, said Raina. Don't be so obstinate. It's getting tiresome. Now. Beg me. I'm not going to beg you, said Kylie. Raina didn't reply. She simply raised an eyebrow. Come on, said Kylie. Reina just stood there, silently, with her arms crossed. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Again, Kylie was met with stone-faced silence from Raina. Please let me wear the chastity cage for you, said Kylie. You can do better than that. Try again, demanded Raina. Please, I'm begging you. Let me wear the chastity cage. For the next five minutes, Raina made, Raina made Kylie beg for the chastity cage over and over until she was satisfied. I love it when you beg. Yes, you may put it on, said Raina. Kylie felt embarrassed to pull down his pants and expose himself in front of both Raina and Bella. But he did as he was told and locked himself into the pink chastity cage. (laughs) I'll take that key, said Raina. Kylie thought about it a moment, but handed the key back to Raina. He was now completely under her power, whether he wanted to be or not. Kylie had reluctantly agreed to get the works, but he wasn't sure if he could go through with it. He had to try, though. He was desperate to please his queen, Raina. Are you ready for your transformation, asked Bella. Kylie shrugged. I have no idea. Just do your thing. Bella smiled and began working her magic. She applied multiple layers of foundation and contour to his face, then gave him a full set of fake eyelashes. She styled his hair with a wig made of long black curls that cascaded over his shoulders and added extensions to make it longer and more voluminous at Reyna's request.
0: Hey everybody, so that was Reyna Means Queen reading the story which we are calling now Sin City Sissy. Um, And uh, it was written by myself and Reyna. And uh, I will tell you that a few things have developed since that interview, which was yesterday. Today is Easter. The interview was done on Saturday afternoon. As I said, we, we renamed the story Sin City Sissy, colon, Visiting Queen Reina, And um, she is determined and excited to write a sequel. She has already sent me a whole bunch of ideas, um, some of which were mentioned in the interview. Some are new. Um, this was definitely something we're going to go ahead on. I have some series that I'm working on right now that I definitely want to finish up. And I did make it pretty clear to her that, you know, this is probably something we would do over summer. One rule that is very important if you are a sissy is do not keep your mistresses waiting, especially without a reason. So that'll be coming out sometime this summer. So something for you to look forward to, I hope. I hope you enjoyed that interview. It was one of the longest ones I've ever done. But we were just having such a good time. I I didn't want to cut it off. And um, I love the story. I, I... Was a little unsure about it at first, but Raina just sent back some edits, and it was like, oh, wow, okay, this is much more the style that I enjoy. So with that being said, um, if you celebrate Easter, I hope you have a great day. If you don't don't celebrate Easter, I hope you have a great day. And um, I will be here next week. I hope you will be, too. Take care.